Welcome, horror fam, to HHN 365, a Halloween Horror Nights podcast. As always, my name is Mike, and I'm here with my co-host, Duff. How's hey it going, guys. Duff? How's it going? And we also have Nico with us, our producer, as always. How's it going, Nico? Uh, thanks for making us sound great. Trying to, at least. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have a great show for you tonight. Uh, Duff, what do we have in store? Uh, so tonight, we're going to get into another house dissection. This time, uh, back to HHN 29 and Depths of Fear. Hell yeah. This one, this one, uh, it was a controversial one. Controversial for uh, a few reasons. Yeah. One throughout, one that built throughout the event from there. And um, I think, did we have it in pretty different places on our list? Or I think similar? it was pretty similar. pretty similar. I know it bounced around a lot for you. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I th- it definitely bounced around for me. Um, I think it bounced around a lot for a lot of people. It did, yeah. Um, it, 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 but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. It went that. through changes. Uh, do we have any uh, news or rumors, really? Uh, not really. I mean, if you kind of want to discuss, like... Where we stand? Yeah, where we stand on a few of the rumors and speculations that we talked about before. Because um, I know, like, uh, a few of them have changed. Uh, we'll just get into one, like the conjuring. I think that's becoming less and less likely. Right. Yeah. The, I guess the, the word on the street is now that conjuring might not be happening anymore. I mean, I don't think it was ever like a. I don't think it was ever a sure thing. Like, a, oh, this is happening. It was never like a, a real rumor. It was more like high speculation. But now it's actually coming out. Well, the Efrit put out the thing that mm-hmm. most people thought was about conjuring, but that's about it, right? But do we like? Do we take what he says as rumors? No. A lot of what he says is regurgitated from already established rumors or speculation, and he likes to come out after things have been speculated and make it like, oh, this is one of my clues, so I don't don't know if I ever take what he says as some of these other people do. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to say it was never like an established rumor. It was more high speculation, but I'd say like there's more rumor coming out that it won't happen now. People are coming out like, yeah, I'm not sure about that one, guys, from what I'm hearing. So let's quickly go over what are the ones that are like that are now as of um, you know late March. Uh, we're about to get announcements soon. We um, and so, yeah, soon is uh, you know speculative, but uh, we are gonna get. We always get announcements at least around April. Um, where we stand now, what are the ones that we think that are more likely than not? Well, I, I'm still all on board with Haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. I've said yeah. from our original speculation that that's the thing we have personally heard from someone right. that we're kind of allowed yeah, to talk that's about. Only, yeah, that's the only one that we have any foreknowledge of. Um, uh, so we came out and said we definitely think that's happening. And then it's come out from others, such as Legacy, that, yeah, this is one of them. Um, right. And as you mentioned before, Ifrit, he's also come out and... Right. Alluded to that as well. He's gone, so, on, he's gone on board with that one. Um, I mean, it sounds like it's the one. It sounds like it might be like the headliner IP. Right. Um, we'll see. Um, but that's the one I'm most confident in at the moment. Right. Um, any others that um, I know that a, a lot of people are kind of saying that. What are the, some of the others? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. People are pretty yes. confident in Beetlejuice Creep right show. now. I've heard Creepshow. a lot about Creepshow coming. Um the bride yeah, that, that I one is getting uh, i don't, I don't know, know. I, don't, I don't feel there's much confidence past haunting of hill house it sounds like beetlejuice which i i have no uh horse in that race so i can't really speak to how confident right. i would yeah be in we that. said that one was not likely it but sounds that like that the one's really are grown, heating up really heating up on that one i think right after Mainly we put that legacy out, putting it out um just to make uh, make us you know perfect timing uh, right after we put out our uh speculation the really the, the it started to heat up on Beetlejuice. Although I think Nico said he thought yeah, Nico it would come. Yeah, Nico has always been on the his speculate. Yeah. 
Uh, but one more thing, like, what do y'all think is um, the effects that uh, COVID-19 is going to have? Ah, see, we're going to talk about that in a later episode. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to we're, we're kind of not get it. We might bring it up a few times, but right. uh, we're going to have an episode kind of based around the possible effects once yes. we learn how much longer this right. is going to go and right. financial impacts of the parks, how long they have to be closed, Probably next like week, if there's not an announcement, I think we're going to do kind of a... Uh, yeah, a coronavirus special. Where Hint, we, kind we, of, yeah. we don't think it'll be clo- canceled. Uh, we think the parks will be open by then. We think financial impacts could oh, change absolutely. things, and we'll discuss that in yes. an episode. Yeah. All right, excellent. So, yeah, that's coming next week. Uh, we usually drop that at the end, but perfect timing to say, yeah. So next week, look forward to the coronavirus uh, HHN spectacular. Also something to look forward to. Uh, we are going to start doing some uh, live streaming on uh, likely YouTube, potentially Twitch. We'll, we'll talk about the format uh-huh. a little bit and we'll tweet it out. Um, but we're going to play Jackbox games, uh, primarily Quiplash, and we're going to make them HHN-based yeah. uh, prompts for us to play. Right. So I'm going to get this released uh, before it happens. I think Sunday night is going to be our right. first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you might probably are listening this on Sunday. Yeah, because this so, is probably going to come out late, maybe uh, early Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm gonna try so. to get this out Sunday morning. Um, so, well, maybe Sunday afternoon. We'll see. But before we do yeah. the stream, so if you're listening to this on Sunday, check our Twitter for the links. Right. So uh, we're gonna throw them out March 22nd, uh, 2020, around I would say probably Eastern time, around seven or eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, we will put it out on Twitter. Uh, and um, some of the, the Facebook groups that we are a part of and th- things like that um, to try to – we're trying to get as many people involved. Um, we'll kind of do rotating. Yeah, rotating uh, through. So you'll definitely – if you join us, we'll definitely let you play around. Yeah. For if, sure. if you're a viewer, you know, you can be involved and vote in the audience too. It's still right. fun even if you're not actually participating, um, and you'll get your chance eventually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we even have a Discord set up, so uh, if anybody wants to join uh, while we play the games, y'all can just jump in right there. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's we, coming, yeah. and we're going to do it throughout the uh, whole quarantine period, and yeah. then maybe past then as well, uh, yeah. keep ourselves entertained a little bit. Right. Yeah, and we'll try to, if we get bored of Quick Quiplash, we might try to start thinking of other games that have already come. Yeah. Wheels are turning a little bit. Um, horrified, maybe. We could try to maybe uh, try to figure out how to get a camera set up. And that, that could be difficult, but we'll, we'll look into the possibility. <laughs> we, could, we, could, we could figure out something. There's a lot of thing, fun things coming. That's what you yeah. should know. <laughs> a lot of more, lots more interaction. Quarantine has made us more creative, I yes. guess. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and we want to make sure that we keep entertaining y'all and try to be the little bright light that is in your uh, life that you might have right now. All right. It's mine, so. <laughs> well, let's uh, hop right into the episode. Um, so like uh, Duff has already said, this uh, episode is going to be a dissection of Depths of Fear. So Depths of Fear uh, is from HHN 29. Uh, it was in Sprung Tent 2. The first year that Sprung Tent 2 was ever used was uh, 2006. Um, some of the kind of highlights that have been in Sprung Tent 2 is Slaughter Cinema. Um, Halloween from the, the 2004 edition, probably the best Halloween we've had. And, um, what edition? Uh, the, oh, the 2014. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yes. Uh, tw- HHN 24. I yeah. said 2004. Yeah. I meant, yes. I always get mixed up with saying like the year or yes. the event year because <laughs> yes. 
I, yeah, that, that's confusing. And that's why I try to go by like HHN 24, 28, or, you know, saying 17 rather than the year itself, because then I get all confused and it's a mess. That was the year I worked at, uh, at um, oh, Universal. Yeah, right. And I actually right. remember having like breaks out on the, the porch of the um, the facade, the outside facade. Oh, really? Yeah. I believe we were like kind of tearing down the the event, mm. but it was still up there. And we, uh, yeah, we would we had a break out on, on like sitting out on the porch. Oh, that's yeah. A vivid memory of Pretty my, nice break yeah. spot. Yeah, it was fun. I don't know if we were probably were supposed to. But probably we not. We did. Um, so uh, popularity, wait times, overall reception. Um, what do you think, Duff? This was kind of middle of the pack, right? Yeah, I mean, there were people who really liked it. There were people who really hated it. There were people whose opinions changed throughout the event, like me. Um, I think middle of the pack would be fair just based on its fluctuation throughout the event. Uh, wait times, I think it was middle of the pack. I think we, we have 30 minutes down. I think it's longer than that. I think that's just due to the event having longer wait times than 30 for the most part. I yeah. think more like 45. Yeah, I would say 30 was maybe like a like a, a lower time you would, you would see. It was probably more like an average was 40, 45 to 60. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, any ads, TV spots, social media integration uh, from this one? Not really. No, not that I can think of or um, could find. And no real merch? No, nope. uh, no, nope. nothing. Um, so pre-event history. So rumors did begin to surface on this one kind of early uh, late spring about uh, some sort of underwater house. Mm. Um, we didn't really have a code name for it or anything, did we? Uh, not that I can remember. Um, but on uh, it was uh, on May 21st, Universal did uh, put out a press release uh, on this one, and um, it was announcing the name Dub Saphir, and then the little blurb they released with it went as follows. The workers of a deep mining, uh, deep sea mining company have found themselves in a dire situation. They've delved too deep and encountered a parasitic race of creatures that turn out to be deadly. Panic ensues as you find yourself encountering infected miners and acidic creatures. The pressure builds as the self-destruct sequences counts down to the inevitable implosion of the facility. Well, yeah, that describes Dubs of Fear all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that got people excited about it at the time, too. Yeah, I would, I, I've said it before, but this is probably, I didn't do a hype list, but if I did, this probably would have been near the top. Of the, I yeah. was super excited yeah, for this. I was too. It sounded it like a really all cool the original for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has a really cool idea. A really cool. You know, you're gonna get some really cool sets. Um, you're gonna get these mouth brooders that they um, go on to talk about um, in more blurb that I decided not to read. Um, sounded really cool. Um, but yeah, I was super hyped about this one. Yeah, no, definitely. I think most people were. It was at uh, the top or near the top of many hype lists. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know if it held strong after the event started, but uh, we'll get more into that. Yeah, it, it was plagued with problems, but I think we'll, we'll get into to that. Um, and I think, uh, are we about to start getting into... Yeah, we're about to go into the outside so, so I think we'll preface what it was plagued by, okay. the issues. Uh, so first of all, the Mouth Brooder costumes themselves were considered by many to be a little goofy and cartoony looking. Right. Um, the main issues with them, however, is that they were a bit heavy and it caused a lot of problems for the right. scare actors in them. So right. they kind of had to take them off a lot. Rumor and, has it that they were causing injuries to a lot of the yeah. characters. So they had they to be really had to. They had to be redesigned multiple times. Uh, that didn't fully work out. Uh, so 
a lot of the times throughout this dissection, we're going to mention that these mouth brooders became uh, infected minors, and we didn't even nail all of those. In many places, if they were a mouth brooder, they became infected minors near at the later end, points. Yeah, near the end, there was only there was no actual mouth brooder characters. There was if there was a mouth brooder in the house, it was more of a static figure, yeah. right? They had basically, I don't know if, um, what happened, but they're near the end of there, there's really not a lot of actual Mouth mm. Brooders characters. Another issue with the Mouth Brooder costumes themselves where they were very large and they could always be visible in their boo holes uh, many times. Yes. So it was never uh, effective boo holing. Yeah. And, uh, and we were talking about this while we were writing this. Uh, the boo holes in general on this one were just kind of, I don't know. The, the very... Way- in the open and yeah the design the set design was really cool but that it did really affect the bull holes um so that even the acidic um miners you could kind of see them coming too they could mm-hmm. never truly hide in their bull holes no not usually which was sad but uh yeah let's uh let's just get into the dissection then yeah, absolutely. So uh, the Q slash outside facade, it was kind of the standard um, sprung two tent Q entering by the MIB restrooms. Uh, and then you kind of approached a minimalistic outside uh, facade with like shipping containers and scaffolding holding a sign for the Fathom Corp. Um, you enter through, through these like rusted vault doors to enter the facility. Yeah, so Fathom Corp uh, was the company that did the deep sea mining um, that you're about to delve into. Yeah. Uh, and then there was uh, really no I- inside facade. No, you had an outside facade, so I guess yeah. the inside facade is kind of unnecessary right. when you're actually the the outside facade is taking you in to this right facility. Into, yeah. So, but you do kind of enter through this open air hallway that's kind of like only had like a tarped roof. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't supposed to be open air. That wasn't like the feeling they wanted to give you, but it was. If Just you, so yeah, you, get if you the went feeling. out um, through this one, like at, during stain scream and it was still light outside, it was definitely, you yeah. could tef- definitely tell that you were still outside mm. in this first open. So, so a slight design flaw there, I'd right. say. But they tried. Um, it, lo- it looked cool. Yeah. Um, as you go through them, you kind of uh, down this hallway. Um, it's almost like kind of like rails on the, the on both sides, yeah, right? They had uh, three like screens down the left-hand side as well. Yeah, and then the the screens are have uh, are projecting kind of like the captain, um, kind of telling the story of like the the mouth brooders, and he kind of starts off um, panicky, and then he just gets more and more panicky um, as you kind of walk down. Each screen is he's a little bit more panicked, mm-hmm. he, and he describes what the mouth brooders what they do what. Why they're so scary, and that's that they attack you by spitting this acid in you that lays eggs into the victim, um, which kind of terrifying. Yeah, right. And then you get to like the last screen, and that's there's like a countdown implosion uh, on that last screen. So it really starts the panic feel mm, yeah. from before you even encounter uh, any character. So basically, what you're getting from his story is that you have these mouth brooders trying to attack you. While this is happening, please get to an escape pod because we're about to implode. Right. Um, so you got a lot of a lot of things to worry about here. Right. A really terrible time to go on a tour of Fathom. Right, Park, I know. Right? Why, why are we down there? <laughs> I, I think it was one of the better plots. Oh, the plot's great. Yeah. There for like the, the way it sets it up for there, and that's why I really like that depth of your... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Nico, you really enjoyed the house, yeah, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Well, this is what in your, your top tier, right? Yeah, this is top tier for me. It's like this, Yeti, and uh, Universal. 
Universal Monsters. I okay. thought we're top tier for me. No, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited to meet you. I'm happy we got differing opinions on this yeah. one. So then you are uh, led into a room with kind of flashing red lights. So now the alarm is really sounding, and mm -hmm. it's kind of it's going to stay that loud, flashing alarm for pretty much most of the house. Like, yeah. it, they don't really uh, tone that down too much. It's they're going to keep that theme that that there's an um, you know implosion coming throughout the entire house. Mm. And, and they really utilize these like alarms, lights, and sirens. Uh, for scares as well, right. which I think that while the boo holes weren't executed well throughout the house, this part was yeah, using the lighting effects right. very well. And then centered in the room, you're going to see your very first mouth brooder um, kind of cut in half in the waist and hung over like a like a pool of water, almost kind of like like a like a weighty pool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, to your right, you're going to see a static figure of one of the miners that has been attacked. He uh, has a strain of eggs like kind of from his torso, kind of leading all the way up in the, in the ceiling. If you stopped there and looked at it, you could see just how much detail they really put into mm -hmm. those to those eggs. Those are, they put a yeah, lot they of did. detail. Yeah, they did. They cool throughout the entire house, too. Yeah. And then um, there is uh, – you kind of take a left into – a tight corridor there was a mouth brooder and this is the first one that was definitely replaced by an infected miner early on ish like midway through once mm. they realized that the costumes were uh hurting their cast they did um, start really switching them out and this is the one that if you went you know you may not even uh, had a mouth brooder here but there was Early on, there was definitely a mouth brooder. Yeah, uh, that's the case for a lot of these. Yeah, which we'll 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 mention throughout. Like, eh, this was replaced. And then on the right, there's like a baby mouth brooder, like a puppet, right? Yeah, like a hand and, puppet, hand kinda. puppet. And he was there the whole time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Those weren't causing any injuries. Yeah, no, luckily. they were not. The hand puppets. Yeah, yeah no. These damn hand puppets keep killing my fingers, man. <laughs> the the puppet union is really strong at Universal. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? it yes, wait, it, it actually that was a joke, but apparently. <laughs> it's, not a joke. it's one of those things that sounds like a joke, but it really isn't. The Central Florida Puppet Union. Well, think, think how much puppetry goes on. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. Of, yeah. I mean, my, my heart goes out to them right now since, you know, they, yeah. they have to disinfect the inside of them now. Uh, you you wow. then you continue to wind through a, a tight corridor. There was a platform like a few feet high on your left, and there was a mouth brooder uh, character uh, on this platform that kind of leans out and kind of gets right into your face. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the. Uh, yeah, and then there's a uh, like a corpse of a miner like pinned to the wall next to him. Mm, yeah, he was looking pretty uh, uh, beat up. And I right. think, depending on your timing, the, the purpose of this one might have been uh, this miner's catching your attention because he's like dead center of the wall, just right. kind of pinned there. He's the first so, one you see. Yeah, so you're kind of like, what the hell? And then he would jump out. Uh, this mouth brooder came out, I think, pretty frequently, so the timing wouldn't always be great with that. Um, right. But, you know, still cool. Um, as you wrapped through a tight walkway, you'll find a platform with a miner on his knees and an infected miner kind of comes and shoves their full arm in, in the miner's mouth. Yeah, he went like elbow. Yeah, it's like further than elbow deep. And it was very theatrical. He like he kind of came out and like put on like a little show. Like, yeah. He like came out and he's like, <laughs> yeah. like cocked his arm back as far as he could and just shoves it in. Right, yeah. And he wasn't necessarily interacting with the the guests walking through. He was kind of he was doing he was kind of doing theatrically yeah. 
um, putting his, mm. his hand through this other miner's uh, mouth. Then you take uh, kind of like a sharp left and you're hit by two elevated bull holes from like the same infected miner. Mm -hmm. um, and then you were kind of um, walk into a medical area with like workstation and like scattered pictures upon the wall. I mean, if you kind of sit there and take a look at it, it kind of builds the backstory yeah, a little you, bit. You see like, a bunch of the miners like buddy, buddy, you know, on the right, work site having right. fun. Then you're kind of just like staring down this like empty hallway and at the very end you'll find one of the mouth breeders this one on stilts so you know like nine feet tall and he kind of starts uh charging at you at that point this would sometimes feature a miner who would kind of pop out right yeah. before he gets to you this was another one kinda, of the inconsistent scares yeah. that kind of really plugged this house um another thing about the stilt walker miner uh himself is that apparently they were very uh short staffed on the available stilt walkers for this house so many times you would not see this mouth brooder and it would just be the miner. Sometimes it would be just the mouth brooder and not the miner. Uh, sometimes there would be nothing. There. Sometimes it would just be an empty hallway. You know. Yeah. I didn't realize how much like, labor staffing goes into what scares you get and not. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about it. They're only, only going to have so many stilt walkers uh, in that role. And uh, one or two is missing and you're done. From there, you kind of take a right and you encounter uh, alarms going off with flashing lights. That is an area called kind of the tool bay. There's kind of like tools uh, kind of along the walls. Um, you stare down uh, like a dead miner who appears to have his like face burned. And then from there, like a uh, security guard kind of comes out at, from a bull hole and kind of uh, steps in front of you and kind of points you towards the escape pods. You turn the corner and that same character or um, security guard's character kind of comes around and screams at you, kind of warning you about a mouth brooder. And then right, basically right after, yeah. uh, if they time it right, a mouth brooder would come out. Just to your left there. Just to your left and, and scare you. Uh, it was a really good kind of a pinball scare. Yeah, I thought it was one, a really two, good one. Yeah, he's kind of like he, I don't remember if he says "watch out," but you know he's coming out basically being right. like, "Oh, watch out!" And then to your left, mouth brooder pops up. The cool thing about this scare is, and the mouth brooder, um, you get to finally see them spit the acid. Right, and that's water shooting across, yeah, which hits you as well. It squirts it, hits like the security guard's face. Yep, and then it kind of also kind of hits you. You so, go through those. Cool effect. Yeah, very cool effect. You kind of go through those meat locker curtains uh, into a tunnel with like flowing water on your left hand side. Mm. Um, it's it's really cool. Kind of looks like um like a, like a mining, um, you know where like um, things kind of run through like kind of like an old mining um, flow. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it either. Describe but yeah, but like but, flowing down different like tubes. Yeah. Like different levels like where it drops down a little waterfall into another one yeah water falls into another one yeah the, what they use off often for like in mine, mine shafts my mine yeah. shafts and things for sifting through for whatever fathom corp was mining yeah like for a, such an uh like up-to-date like futuristic thing they really do use a lot of old mining technology mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't know if that's you know because they couldn't think of what future mining <laughs> is but you know yeah it it's what we think of mining, so it worked well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then from there, uh, there was a kind of a, in that same hallway, there is a mouth rooter that kind of comes out from the boo hole to the right. Mm -hmm. This later is definitely replaced by a miner. Yep. Um, at the end of the hall, you'll find a miner at the, the base of a kind of a ladder chute with flashing light alarms revealing that his face has been completely like melted off. Yeah, he's just kind of hanging off Very the ladder. Very gory. Been, he's disgusting. 
Yeah, we won't uh, spoil our gore rating yet, but this one was definitely leaned into the yeah. to the gore, especially for this year. Yeah, for this year, it was yeah one of the top uh, top kind of gory mm. houses. Um, around the corner there uh, to the right, um, there's kind of a dropping panel revealing a, a mouth brooder, kind of like one of those dropping effects. Um, that was removed later on, but early on that was definitely there. Um, you enter a room with uh, portholes uh, throughout giving an appearance of, of being underwater. Mm. Um, the portholes kind of like had what, like screens, right? So Yeah, it was just like, uh, yeah, like screens, like... Um Sometimes infected miners, sometimes regular miners, yeah, uh, being trapped outside, yeah, like TV screens, right? Really cool technology, kind of a t technology. Yeah, it, lo it looked good. It did. It looked really cool. From there, like a baby mouth brooder jumps out to your right. There is an elevated stage area with like loose electrical cables, kind of sparking. On the elevated area, there is also a corpse, kind of upper half, uh, hanging from the ladder chute. There is another corpse above on this catwalk kind of like a catwalk area, mm -hmm. um, a woman in, in a diver suit. Well, uh, before we get to that point, I did about that room, uh -huh. one of the coolest rooms in the entire oh, yeah, house. Definitely. The, oh, the, yeah. the electrical cables hanging down and the noises they were making, the way they were kind of shaking and lighting, like oh, yeah. people would walk through that house completely ducking away from it, yeah. terrified that they yeah. were going to get electrocuted. It was really cool. Uh, yeah. And it like just, it had a, a pretty nice scale to it. It was really tall. It had like the catwalk that was already above an elevated area in the first place. Um, the portholes made it feel like there was more depth to it. Um, it was just a really well executed room. Although no scare, which I'm okay with since the electrocution like factor to it was already doing that on right. its own. Um, from there, there's like a woman in like a bright yellow jumpsuit, like in a diver suit, mm -hmm. who come who comes around the corner and says, get to the escape pods, I'll cover you. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so this one was kind of one of the controversial pieces because it was clear that they were trying to get like some eye candy, you'd yeah, say, in there. It's, it was a very, so there's not a lot of eye candy in this. It's not like this was a hot house necessarily, right? Well, so, yeah, they were but just then all of a sudden they in. have one character who's clearly in a very tight costume that doesn't really fit. The, the top's kind of The type, top was a little bit. cut. Yeah, and open. Uh, one of the characters was very busty. Yeah. Um, she's and a, she was definitely cast on purpose. She's like completely unwounded. Right. Um, you know, looks... It was jarring, like, yeah. Kind of, that, like she's kind of like the like, hero that just jumps down, like I'm here, <laughs> right? She, we didn't establish this character before. Very, very Baywatchy, right? If she was established in, <laughs> um, like maybe some of the screens when you're first walking in, or you see her throughout the house, like like she, yeah, you greet you something. in the front, and then she says, "I'll, I'll, t you know, go forward," and then you like see her throughout the house. It would be one thing, but it was just like one, this one character, just one. It, it didn't really and I, fit. Th there's kind of. nothing wrong with adding that factor to a house, but this just felt very jammed in. Like, what can we put here? Oh yeah, let's let's put this uh, attractive woman who we try to um, right. I don't know take take advantage of her looks. Right. Um, do we? Or do you think we're gonna s s see those types of um, elements? Always, or do you think they're going to really learn their lesson that that those types of things are kind of not really going to fly? Anymore? I don't think it's uncommon, but usually it's done with a better taste. Yeah, I think this one in particular just felt 
super jammed in because just just the fact that everyone in this house had been like bleeding and had cuts and she's just perfectly clean and she's just in a diver's suit and it just it was weird didn't make sense i mean yeah it's always been an element of hhn um but i just think like maybe maybe that time has passed you know yeah now nico i think enjoyed this part because it it felt like it meets his uh, hothouse needs I mean, yeah, I really did enjoy that part. It really did feel like some sort of a 70s exploitation film sort of thing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 See, I think the girl fits because uh, it fits the campiness factor of Depths of Fear. I really think Depths of Fear was set out to be like a campy-style house, like uh, a much better version of, like, Killer Clowns. So that's where I really see that the girl does fit in there at the end, even though I know she is a little... Uh, scantily dressed. See, I did like this part. I didn't get a super campy feel out of this house. Did you, Mike? I feel like that wasn't the first intention, but then once the mouth brooders kind of landed that way, I think they kind of leaned into I could the, see cor- you... the, the curve a little bit. Like, yeah, no, it's campy. You mm. know, like... Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. I think the mouth brooder design on its own just kind of maybe implied, like, hey, look at this campiness, but I don't think... The plot or the design of the house came off campy at all. Just simply the mouth brooders yeah. would make you feel that way. And I don't think they wanted it to feel None that way None of the other design, other than the mouth brooders and maybe this this diver, mm. had that 70s exploitative film vibe, in my opinion. No. And that's why I think she felt very shoehorned in. Yeah. And then we finally get into the room where you're going to find the escape pods. We've made it. You're where you want to be. You aren't dead yet. Mouth brewers haven't got you. Let's hop in one and get out of here, right? Well, first one locked. Either it's been used or the door's busted, something along those lines. Come along the second one, and it's like the, the door is completely torn down, and it's kind of like this open, dark area. And it's a boo hole for a mouth brooder, of course. Uh, this is one of the ones we were talking about before where it's not very good because you just see the mouth brooder goofily standing there the whole time. Right. Until you it's know, yeah. uh, the trigger he to jump. scare you. Yeah, <laughs> no. You're like, I, I saw you there. <laughs> Good try, but I saw you the entire time. And then you move on to uh, escape pod number three, which was the biggest controversy of the house. Yeah, this is the one where it has the dog that had been kind of cut in half by the pod door. Yep. There was huge uproar about this for some reason, uh, about how I, I get where people are coming from, where it felt like it wasn't part of the story. Like, why did you just have to put this dog cut in half? But there were things throughout the house that actually led you uh, to show there was a dog there. He was featured in a picture. Um, There was a beware of dog sign in the house. Um, So it's not like there was just like no sign of a dog and suddenly dead dog. No one complained about the horses being eaten alive or dead. I don't know what they were supposed to be. Um, In nightingales, there's dead animals. There's been dead babies in houses. And I love dogs, but... um, I mean, it's just Horror Nights. It's what they do. So after you get past this controversial escape pod, you go to escape pod four. And you actually go inside of it. Problem, it's been destroyed. Uh, there's dead miners in the seats and in holes around you. And then to your right, there's a mouth brooder who later becomes an infected miner. What's new? Uh, he comes out of the boo hole to your right. Uh, and then you can look above you as well. And the roof of the pod is covered with the mouth brooder eggs, like completely covered. I think that might be my favorite part. Yeah, this is, is that, a really yeah, cool scene. This is scene. a really cool. If you, uh, it took me a couple of times to really realize to look up. But all the eggs up there, that was such a cool detail. 
And another cool thing about this is if you were following the plot of what's going on and you had to make it to an escape pod and there's this impending implosion, you've just realized this was your last chance, you made it in, and you're not getting out. No. So yeah, at this point, you've accepted it's over, a mouth is going to get me, or this is going to implode while I'm in here. One of the two, right? Um, so at this point, basically, you're going to walk outside of this escape pod uh, through a little bit tunnel into a room, uh, some crazy flashing lights going on. There's a mouth brooder running away, which is apparently, he's kind of running towards you on a, like an elevated stage. Right. Supposedly he's running from the implosion that's happening behind him. Um, so it's kind of over for you at this point. You get one good scare here though. There's an infected miner who jumps up from the right because your full attention is on this uh, mouth brooder who's fully centered in front of you. Right. Um, so that's a decent scare there. You're going to take a final turn uh, towards the exit um, there is going to be one more mouth brooder scare who jumps out later an infected miner and then you leave the tent yep and that's yeah that's basically the rundown um let's get into our scales um so the first one we always do uh is the scary scale duff how scary did you think this house was i think a six to seven i think it could be taken pretty scary personally i'd put it a little lower just because the mouth brooders were so goofy I think if we took a general scale, it'd probably be a little scary. I don't know. How do you feel? Should we go with general scare or should we go with our personal 100%? I would say it was not very scary. So you want to go with like Uh, a five? That was the main problem, I think, with the house. Yeah, it wasn't the scariest house. Like I said, I thought it was a lot more campy. So I I wouldn't say it's I thought it had good effects with sound and light. Yeah. That helped it a lot. Um, well, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. The, well, I think for scariness, I think. Okay, it, yeah, I mean the immersiveness definitely did help with the scariness. Yeah. I, so, what do you want to give it? Uh, let's give it a six. It was the second least so? scary house. Five. You, okay, yeah, five. Okay. Five, five's good. Yeah, it was like middle of the road scary. Definitely not as not scary as some of the others uh, this year. No. But but I, ju- I don't think you could take the mouth very seriously. That's the problem for me. No. Um, they did it really well with kind of immersing you into the story and getting you kind of anxious from the beginning, which mm. did help with the scare factor. Though. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll just go right into the immersive scale then. And I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I think this is the best part about the house. Yeah, I, I think agree. They really did really well um, building the story from the beginning, um, even before you um, you get into the the queue. Um, and then as soon as you get in with the, you know, the countdown and um, hearing about the mouth birders in uh, kind of that first hallway, um, they did a really, really good job about on this part, the, the immersive. The, the putting you in a- absolutely, 100% agree with that. Nico, what would you rate it? Uh, immersive level, probably about like an 8 or a 9, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mike? I'm... I'm I would say maybe like a, a seven or an eight. I would say it was definitely high up there. Maybe not quite the same level of immersiveness as like Yeti, but no, I, don't I think, think so. Yeti won our immersive yeah. house yeah, of the year, right? I'd be comfortable splitting down the middle and going seven and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds Perfect. good. All right. Um, what about uh, the fun factor? Did Duff? <sighs> do you find this one was uh, overtly fun? I enjoyed it. This is what I consider fun. But do you think the general public really found this one a fun a fun house to walk through? General public, uh, mid mid pack. We don't really have to worry about the general public. What do we think about it? I I think we're kind of on different we are sizes. We are on div- I consider this like a seven or an eight. This I is would one say of my eight. my fun ones to walk through. I'm closer to a f- six. Okay. Yeah. So then, what we maybe split the difference and call it what, like a seven? We can do that on the yeah. fun factor. So we'll call it a seven. Okay. 
um, the the hotness factor. We kind of discovered, went over this one, kind of discussed it. Um, there was that one element that was kind of thrown in there. Didn't really, uh, wasn't throughout the house. Didn't really fit the theme. Um, what what do we call this one? The hotness factor. I, I mean, they clearly tried because they one very thing. overtly shoved it in. You have to give it something, like a two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that, yeah, like two and a half. Just because it's not really part of the house at all, except this one piece, but they really tried. It's no in this one piece. Dawn or anything. No, no. But they clearly made the effort to do it right there. So we'll add it in. Yeah. Two and a half? Yeah, cool. this is a two and a half. Um, on the gore factor, where do you think this one lands? Uh, higher, just because there is a lot of uh, severed bodies, a lot of yeah. infection, a lot of uh, gruesome fates. For yeah. the miners. This and Nightingales and Corpses were kind of the three gory houses yeah. of this year. There wasn't a ton of gore in any mm-hmm. of the others. Uh, Yeti, a little bit, but not not as much. Yeah, I think for this year, it was high. Overall, it's not too high. Probably around a six and a half, seven, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I would call it, yeah. Uh, for this year, I would say it's about as high as it got. Yeah. Um, but... In general, it was no. It was no. As far know, as the legacy goes, it was goes, no saws and steam. Right? Maybe a seven. Yeah. We'll say a seven. seven. That's fair. And then uh, our last uh, is kind of the legacy prediction. So, uh, how much is this going to kind of uh, be remembered in the the minds of HHN fandom? Pretty low, I think. Yeah, I don't think this is the one people are going to remember. They might remember like the issues it had potentially, but even then, exactly, I don't think enough. Yeah, I don't yeah. think enough to like write it into hhn lore i think the mouth brooders were interesting enough to definitely be remembered um but i don't think it's gonna be i don't think you're gonna it's not gonna be fondly remembered. no it's not gonna be one of those where people are clamoring for a depths of fear we'll we'll probably see fathom corp a bit again or like an advertisement for it somewhere i think we'll see that involved yeah i i don't know about that i don't think its legacy is high i think our legacy score is gonna be pretty low uh i was thinking probably like a three four yeah i would consider it probably a three it's probably gonna be kind of lost i don't it's one of those that i i think people who nerd about hhn will definitely remember it fondly they'll remember it for its issues yeah more than anything i'd say there's definitely gonna be a group of people who remember this one i think the hhn hardcore fans are gonna remember those mouse brewer costumes were a mess yeah Uh, they were a little goofy and I think that's going to be my main memory of the house probably. Ten years down the road, I'm going to be like, I don't remember too much about the house, but I do right. remember all those issues that happened with the right. house. Right. All right. Well, that's the um, dissection of Depths of Fear. That was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that. I, I might have enjoyed it more than the actual house. Yeah. Ooh, we have... Fun. Ouch. <laughs> we have more coming um, down the, the pike. Um, we also might even have some um, kind of like the one we did with Hunter uh, where... Guest choice. Guest choice, yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. That's cool. Yeah. Because uh, we're going to get some that we would not expect to do ever. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for uh, listening. Um, next week, like we said, unless there's a, some sort of announcement or anything, next year I think we're going to uh, have a show kind of about like where we stand now is how Corona going to affect yeah. HHN. What, what we think is going to happen. Right. And no, we don't think it's going to get canceled. Yeah, we'll say that outright. <laughs> it will not get canceled. It will not get canceled. Budgets but could change. There things could change. We'll and see. Um, we're going to kind of discuss how um, coronavirus could... And that's kind of what we're going to discuss uh, next week. 
barring any big announcements. Yeah, which, well, if there's none, we'll talk about what we think about announcements, possibly, too. So uh, take us out, Mike. All right. Um, Well, I also wanted to um, announce, again, so uh, when you're listening to this, probably today, um, later tonight, we are going to be um, putting out a link on Twitter for uh, YouTube. We're going to be playing Quiplash together, so please come. Have a lot of fun. That will be fun to do and um, if you miss the one on march 22nd we will well, continue to do we're it. gonna keep doing them don't worry yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah if you if you have listened to this later and yeah, this has already happened um yeah but definitely join us for future ones all right well um thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the streets